Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. I suspect all of us have heard the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Now, while this quote is generally attributed to just being an African proverb, its most likely origin is that it is adapted from Bantu dialects in northern Tanzania. Now, regardless of the precise origins of the saying, it's a concept that is a regular part of life for many people of the global majority. However, for most Americans, having a village to raise our next generation is simply not a reality. I was recently talking to someone from the island nation of Trinidad and Tobago, and she said one of the culture shocks when she moved to America as an adult was realizing that many people didn't know their neighbors. Even talking about it a decade later, she was clearly still absolutely mystified by how anyone could make that work. The answer, honestly, is that we don't. We try our best, but as a society, as people, we need more. Because it's not just our children who lack a village to raise them. Psychologist and author, Dr. Nicole LaPera, reminds us that many of us who are adults today grew up in eras where it was common for children to take on adult responsibilities. Whether that was caring for self and younger siblings as a latchkey kid, providing emotional support or regulation for a parent who was struggling, or working extra jobs to support a family in poverty. All of those situations, and many others, led to entire generations of people who didn't experience the support, love, and yes, discipline, of a village of aunties, uncles, and other wise elders. Thankfully, it isn't all bad news. While Dr. LaPera's work focuses on the individual, including how people can reparent themselves as part of breaking cycles of trauma, the answer also includes building or rebuilding our village. As with many other things, queer communities and communities of color have already shown us the way. Chosen family to support, love, and hold us accountable in community. For some of us, that chosen family may also include our families of origin. For some of us, death, distance, or estrangement mean that our chosen family does not include our families of origin. As for, and for many of us, Unitarian Universalism offers us the village in which our families can thrive. Now, across our movement right now, UUs are discussing the proposed update to our bylaws. I won't get into the details on the inside baseball aspects of that process. What I will tell you is that one of the many things I love about the proposed updates is that the UU values and covenant formalize something that many of us already experience. At its very best, our covenantal faith holds love at the center and calls us to prioritize generosity, transformation, 
justice, pluralism, equity, and interdependence in our dealings with each other, with our planet, and with all the beings who inhabit it with us. If we do that, we do more than link a network of congregations of villages. We move toward our goal of creating a global village, a beloved community that will hold and raise us all. So that's a lovely idea, but how do we get there? Now that question will probably not be fully answered in our lifetime, although we can find glimpses of beloved community everywhere. But the work we do creates a template to pass down to future generations to get them that much closer to realizing our dreams and the dreams of the generations who came before us. In the meantime, the way forward from here starts with simply letting ourselves be known to ourselves and to our community. Now, I won't lie to you and tell you that this simple task is easy. It isn't. Honestly, if it's easy, you probably need to dive deeper. But as we undertake the work of letting ourselves be known, the work of vulnerability, we have more to learn from the wisdom of the Bantu people. The Nguni word, Ubuntu, has caught the attention of the world. It means human kindness or humanity, but it may be best known in the West by its contextual sense, the longer saying that translates to, I am because you are or we are. Nobel Peace Prize winner, Archbishop Desmond Tutu described it, we belong in the bundle of life. And I love that. I just think that's such a lovely way to describe that experience. The experience of being interconnected, of being interdependent. What helps one of us helps the global we. What hurts one of us hurts the global we. But Ubuntu is more than just a saying. It's also a philosophy, a way of life. There are 10 principles of Ubuntu, but we're going to focus on three that particularly relate to vulnerability. Empathy, forgiveness, and love. Now, empathy is our response to others' vulnerability. It is recognizing the parts of us that are in them and the parts of them that are in us, of making sure in the context of vulnerability that they understand that they are not alone in their challenges, in their joys, in their struggles, in their hopes, that we exist right there along with them. It's so easy sometimes for us to have empathy for others. It's also hard sometimes <clears throat> for us to have empathy for others. But I think 
if we're to rank these, empathy for others, seeing ourself in others, even talking now about the next principle, forgiving others can be so much easier than forgiving ourselves, than having empathy for our past selves, the selves who might have made a mistake. Maybe that past is years and years ago. Maybe that past is 10 minutes ago. But having empathy for that self, that stumbled as we all do, that was challenged as we all are. So forgiveness invites, creates a um, sorry, an environment in which vulnerability can blossom. Because as we bring our challenges, our struggles to our community, if we are met with judgment, with rejection, that teaches us that it is not safe for us to be vulnerable. Maybe some of you, some of us, have learned that in the past, that it was not safe to be vulnerable. But I think one of the challenges of continuing and recognizing our place in this bundle of life is that we have a chance, an opportunity, a challenge to keep trying again. Not keep running into the same wall that you've run into a million times before, but to find new paths, to find new communities, to find and to build places where forgiveness is offered freely, where empathy is just the way we do things, and where love is at the center. A village that can nurture us invites us to be recognized for all of who we are. But we cannot be known from behind walls. We don't want to keep running into that same wall again and again. And if we leave that wall built all around ourselves, we have no choice but to do that. So we must work together to build places where it is safe enough to take down those walls. No place will ever be a place of perfect safety because we as humans inhabit that space and share it with other humans. But that can be our goal. That can be our commitment to each other to create a place that is safe enough to be brave together. But if we have those walls turned into ourselves, we must release them with self-compassion. Release them with forgiveness, with love for each other, for ourselves, and give ourselves and each other enough grace to share. Which again leads right back to love at the center. Not enabling love, not love without boundaries or any other toxic forms of quote-unquote love that isn't actually 
true love. Because true love invites us to bring our full selves, demands accountability, asks us to create spaces in which we can call each other to do better, to build more, to change together. If we are going to build a village that will sustain us all, love and vulnerability are entwined at the heart. When we meet each other with empathy, with forgiveness for each other and ourselves, when we fail, which we will, and then with committed hope for what we can build together, then we truly live into the principles of Ubuntu and we kindle a flame at the heart of our village that can warm us all. Maybe so. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.